All right, everybody, welcome back to the Fans View podcast. My name is Shane Myers here with my co-host Nick Dolly. It is officially episode one of the 2023-2024 West Virginia high school football season. It's been a minute since we have released an episode for you guys, uh, mainly due to it being summertime and there's not really high school sports going on for us to cover. Um, But football season is back this week. We got a couple games kicking off Thursday, and then the rest of the state be playing on Friday. Um, we're glad to be back. Uh, some things that we will be covering uh, that has happened a lot this offseason, which if any of our viewers may not know already, is that West Virginia high school football players can now transfer to other schools. Um, we will be one covering time. yeah, one time. Uh, they don't have to live in the jurisdiction. They don't have to. There's no requirements. They can transfer. Uh, we will be covering which schools have made like the biggest pickups throughout the state um, concerning the transfers. And we also be covering the schools that have basically got the hammer dropped down on them for breaking said rules of the transfers um, throughout the season. We also, or this season um, I'm excited for, at least we will also be doing, we'll be stealing from my college game day and NFL broadcasters. And we'll be doing a high school football game pick them. Uh, me and Nick, we will be choosing 10 games every single week, uh, mainly consisting of our local schools that were around, but we'll also be focusing on some key matchups throughout the state, uh, like as in being your top-ranked matchups that we think will be really good games. And those will be like, quote-unquote, our games of the week that we'll pick. We will be keeping track of our records throughout the entire season. And at the end of the season, we'll see between Nick and I who has the better record in the Pick'em games. In this episode, we'll also be covering um, – me and Nick did preseason top 10 rankings through, throughout the state for each class. We'll be going over those while we have those teams where we have them and possibly even throwing in some Super 6 predictions for the end of the year or way too early predictions. Um, but other than that, I'm excited to get into it, Nick. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw you uh, into the mix here with probably the hottest topic that has been circling the state of West Virginia concerning high school football – and I'm sure all our listeners know the exact words that are about to come out of my mouth right now. And that is Dave Walker has officially returned to Martinsburg High School. Um, so, Nick, is I want you I want to ask you, how big is this for the state of West Virginia or how big is it for Martinsburg High School itself? Do we expect Dave Walker to come back in and pick up his dynasty right where he left off? Or maybe do we see a little struggle in the transition from college back down to high school level with a group of kids that he hasn't coached in probably four years? Well, I did see that a couple of the players were, I shouldn't say upset, but they almost seemed upset because I was listening to the Metro News clip about Martinsburg, and a lot of the guys that came in that are seniors now were freshmen whenever he left. So they kind of felt like they kind of felt like they, they wish they had played for him, I guess. But they never had the chance to, but now they do. So they might. You never know what kind of season they'll have. I think there's going to be – whenever he left the program, they were definitely in a better position than what they are now. Uh, so I'm excited to see what they do. I know they are just as athletic as anybody else in the state, and they have a tough schedule. So they're gonna we're going to see what they have week two. So I'm excited to see what they have. Yeah, I kind of feel like touching what you were saying about how the kids might have mixed emotions. Um, I mean, they could feel betrayed. like. They were excited to play for this guy, and then he leaves them and goes to a different program, and now they've had to play three years now with a whole new system, a whole new coach, and now 
hypothetically, I'm not sure why he came back, but now they're feeling like the second choice now that he didn't want him then. Now he wants to come back and get him out on. But then again, it's it's Dave Walker. I understand the kids that, I mean, I would want to play for Dave Walker. So, yeah, I don't th- and I know there's a there's a few kids that left the program whenever he came as well. I know they left. I think they lost a they lost a D lineman that was the second best D lineman in the state. He moved to Hedgesville, and I think they lost another kid as well. So, two kids that might have started for. I know the one would have started for him. I don't know about the other one though, but definitely two losses to that uh, offense and defense that really could have helped him out this year. That was, I think they might have both went to Hedgesville actually. So yeah, we're excited to see um, what Martinsburg does. I mean, we always expect them to be the powerhouse of uh, AAA, which I don't expect them not to be this year. But definitely excited for that. Um, next up is we were talking about kids leaving. Uh, kids have really been leaving this off season with the new transfers, the new transfer rule that's available to the state. Um, let's touch base on that, Nick. You're more knowledgeable with the the transfers, so have at it. Well, first off, I saw that David Price, who's the new uh, the new Bernie Dolan, he was talking about changes in the transfer rule and how he didn't know how it came about, but the WV, he didn't think the WVSSAC had a big role to play in that whenever it was uh, passed. So he did clarify some things there for everybody is that if you're a parent and you're talking to a player, number one, you that will be a recruiting violation. And it's only a one-time transfer rule. So they are tracking kids that's going from middle school to high school in a different County, that will be one transfer. So, Um, yeah, and if you – let's say you're a kid that's going to go from, let's just say, Spring Valley to Huntington, and you transfer back because you don't think you're getting playing time, that's two transfers. That's not one transfer. That's two transfers. So, a lot – I think we're going to see a lot of that. Um, So, it's not even just high school. So, like, if you you leave in middle school, that counts as – yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what he meant by what he okay. said the other day on, on another podcast, yeah. Hmm. But I do know that uh, there's a lot more movement down here than what there is back home. Uh, we've had hurricanes up to so many transfers and nobody can even count at this point. Basically, they're, uh, I was uh, saw today where they might not have really any starters on their uh, starting against Winfield that's actually from Win- or from Hurricane which is crazy to me. Yeah, that's ridiculous. They've been busy. Yeah, and uh, St. Albans was purged pretty hard. Nitro has, I think, 13 transfers. So I think St. Albans only has one returner because they've been pulled from in every direction with the transfers. I know that one of the best quarterbacks in the state went from Parkersburg South to Cabell Midland. That's a big pickup for Cabell Midland. Um, which will make them a title contender again. Oh, for sure. Two kid, two or three kids bouncing around from Huntington to Cabell Midland to Hurricane. It's just, it's just a feeding frenzy down here right now in the Canal Valley. And now, is there a basically a cutoff date to where you can't transfer anymore, or can I t- ah. transfer like midseason? I do not know. I don't think you can transfer midseason. I don't think anybody would want to transfer midseason unless it was for like basketball purposes or something like that. I was just thinking, like, maybe a team that expected to make a run, their season's, like, falling off, and, like, he wants to go join a team that 
can possibly win this win the title like is that gonna be a thing that is not allowed or like i'm assuming not i'm assuming they can't do that if they if they do that if they do that they should definitely in my opinion dock them uh practices they have to restart the practices back over but either dock the like that or you have to wait till the next season to play i feel like yeah i feel like they brought this transfer rule in without all rules set in place like yeah well if you're let's just say well you can't transfer the second time so you'd have to be i guess it would have to be somebody that's transferring the first time to go somewhere else so right i don't know it's it's a mess it should have never been passed to begin with hopefully they can do something about do something about it next year yeah, absolutely. So, the team that had the biggest pickups would it be? I know obviously uh, Hurricane has like ninety-seven percent kids that are playing for him, not from Hurricane. But did they get like players in that, or just? Yeah. So most of the most of the kids that are on that team are from. So their their coach two years ago was at South Charleston. Okay. He came. To Hurricane and basically purged the South Charleston roster to Hurricane. And then now they have a quarterback that was at Hurricane in middle school. Then he went to Capital as a freshman and then transferred, I think, Akron, somewhere in Akron or maybe somewhere in Ohio. And then he's a three star quarterback, transferred back to Hurricane. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and then I know the I know that George Washington's running back is from Hurricane, but he's that's he he's been at GW since I think he started. So as a, as a freshman, so it's it's getting very dice down here. I think the biggest two are Nitro and Hurricane off the top of my head. That's got the most transfers. I mean, they have just loaded their rosters with transfer. Nitro basically went from I think they only won three games last year. They're probably going to make the playoffs this year. At least win six games. Just off the transfers they received. Yeah, that's that's a big jump. <laughs> that is a that is a pretty big jump. And here's the thing: they're not loaded with seniors. They're loaded with sophomores and juniors still. So they they went to the other route. Hurricanes going basically seniors and juniors. Nitro went freshman, sophomore, juniors. Wow. So they can just keep building that program. And that's the thing. Like, and if it, if like these kids, like the younger kids, see this working out, like next year. They're going to have these freshmen and sophomore from other schools come there. And then it's just going to be a never ending cycle of. Yeah. And here's the thing. If let's say, I know they purged a lot of people went from Sissonville as well to Nitro. Sissonville is a pretty decent program down here. And it's going to be, they're going to be, it's going to be hard for them to win one or two games. And Polka is the same way. It's going to be hard for them to win one or two games. So. I don't know. I think it's it's ruining community. I know it's ruining a lot of people on on message boards are upset about the hurricane situation. Like, imagine imagine let's say if you were a parent and your kid was getting ready to or started last year at hurricane and he was really good. He let's say he was almost uh, uh, a county player or uh, all conference, whatever all conference. Um, yeah, all conference, whatever. And he gets his job taken away by somebody from another, like Spring Valley or something like that, because they transferred in. I, if I was, if I was a parent or if you were a parent, I'm sure you'd be pretty upset, oh, especially sure. if if they're not from that community. And that's what a lot of schools are running into right now. The community is not really supporting what they're doing. So, well, I look at it like that, and then even like. Say your kid is a junior and he almost made all conference. 
And now he's looking for a senior year. Like he's ready for it. He's prepared himself. He's had in contact with some colleges, like small yep. colleges, and they've had interest. And now these transfers happen, and then he doesn't get no playing time. Now that's hurting the kid's future. Everything. Yeah. It is, and that's, you're seeing that too. I know we had they had a. A couple, I think one kid from St. Albans that transferred Hurricane, he'll be a senior this year, and he's not going to get any playing time at Hurricane at all. Yeah, that's that's awful. It's I don't know how I feel. I know I don't. I'm not a big fan of the transfer, but then again, like you said, up in the Eastern Panhandle, it's not really happening as much as what it is on um, the southern part of the state. Yeah, it's happening basic basically over in the Martinsburg Jefferson area, but in the middle part of the state, unless you're at Bridgeport, I'm sure it's happening as well. Um, and I'm sure it is for Morgantown, maybe for Wheeling, but I mean, really the main areas is going to be the far, far Eastern Panhandle, Martinsburg, Jefferson, and then um, everything South of Flatwoods pretty much. Right. We're like, you have 30 schools within a 60 mile radius of each other. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's especially, I think it's happening at Independence as well, and I'm sure Bluefield as well. So, which Bluefield's always kind of done it because they're right at the Virginia border. So, I know Oak Hill might have got some transfers. Greenbrier, Greenbrier East lost their best player. He transferred to another state. So, he's probably one of the best running, better running backs in the state of West Virginia. Transferred out. I mean, that kills some, it. That kills the team. It, oh, absolutely! It takes the heart out of them because yep. you have your relationships. You have your like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like your team's already meshed together, and now you're throwing it all out, and you have to basically just start all over. Yeah. So we're going to see. We'll see how successful it is, and maybe it's very successful. And then, but honestly. The way I look at it, I, it could be the complete opposite. And it could be some teams might wish that they didn't even attempt with these transfers. But um, instead of the transfers, we talked about basically, <laughs> I guess, some good. What about these schools? I know we didn't – I just threw this into the um, the lineup. But these schools that are getting these – like not really harsh penalties, but, I mean, they're getting the hammer dropped down on them for violating some transfer rules. Do you have anything to touch in on that or – I mean, there was there was five schools, but I think two of them only got caught with recruiting, and that was Nitro, and they lost two coaches and a couple flex days, and Sherman, and then the other ones were like practice uh, practice incidents. I think Herbert Hoover started like a day early hitting a practice dummy or something like that. Okay. But I think I think the same thing kind of happened at Winfield and the other school as well. So there's only two that's been caught so far, but I know that the the new guy in charge, David Price, was very adamant that this was not going to be taken lightly. I think that the I think that I don't think anybody really got the hammer dropped on them yet, but I think that they're they're going to make an example out of somebody very soon. See, and that's I know I was looking at like the punishments for the recruiting thing is taking flex days away really that big of a punishment. It's really not in the, in the not. grand scheme of things. Because it's not part of the three day, a three week period. So I mean, that's when most of your cohesiveness as a team comes together, anyway. So I mean, it's it's really not. Because back when we, we had the three week or the what do we have a two week period. I think we had a three week period, but if some like some schools around our way didn't use that because we have a lot of people that play basketball and baseball and football, a lot of sports together. And we didn't have the flex days, so like 
we didn't we didn't need them. We didn't use them. So like, I feel like taking flex days away really is not that big of a punishment. Now losing the coaches, I mean that that could make a play, but I think losing flex days is just like a slap on the wrist, really. Yeah, and then putting them on probation for a year, I don't think that's really doing anything. What does that mean? It's probation high school football. It's just hey, don't get caught for the next year. (laughs) That's basically what it is. Just get caught again, you're going to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was curious on how probation would play with high school football teams, but. Yeah, it doesn't really affect wins or losses. It's just, hey, don't do this again for 365 days, or we're going to do something bigger next time. I gotcha. I gotcha. So it's really doing nothing in the immediate, which I think is not a great response, but. <laughs> right. All right. So moving on from the transfer rules, uh, other new transfers this offseason. Um, we can dive into our preseason power rankings. Um, went to, I'll go ahead and I'll read mine off first because you've been doing a lot of talking here. Uh, I know most of these teams, um, I'm not too uh, educated into like the ins and outs of every class and the teams in each class. But I went ahead and threw together some power rankings and we'll start with uh, AAA. For myself, uh, coming in at 10th overall in AAA, we're going with Jefferson. Um, and number nine, Parkersburg South. Number eight, Cabell Midland. Number seven, Hurricane. Number six, Bridgeport. Number five, Spring Valley. And number four, Morgantown. Number three, uh, GW. Number two, Huntington. And number one, Martinsburg. I'm not too familiar with uh, AAA teams, but um definitely going to be digging more into it and uh start educating myself more and on the ins and outs of triple a football um but besides that i mean i gotta have martinsburg at one um i just look at them as like the powerhouse of triple a high school football in the state of west virginia then going in the double a uh number 10 nitro uh number nine bluefield number eight uh roan Seven Winfield, six North Marion, five Herbert Hoover, or Herbert Hoover, number four Scott, and then the top three. Number three is coming at Fairmont Senior, uh, number two Independence, and at number one I have Frankfurt. Uh, I think Frankfurt is going to be. Um, I'm actually going to watch them this Friday uh, at Moorfield uh, to see what what they're about. Um, I know they have a very good football team over there. Uh, is Coach Whiteman still over there, Nick? Oh yeah, one of the one of the best, one of the best in the area, probably mm-hmm. the best in the area. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, for real. But yeah, I got Frankfurt sent at number one. Uh, excited to see them uh, come Monday, or I'm sorry, Friday. And then um, coming in and single way, I got number ten um, at uh, East Hardy coming at number ten. The only reason with that, I know in single way in the past years they've been up there in the rankings, but they have. Well, I think it was five five starters returning this season. So I think there's going to be a little bit of a hiccup there. Um, I still see him in the top 10. So I got him at number 10. Number nine, South Harrison. Um, number eight uh, is Petersburg. Number seven, Doddridge. Six, James Monroe. Number five, Greenbrier West, which is another team uh, Morfield will be playing this season. Uh, number four, Wahama. Number three, I got Tucker. I think Tucker is... It's actually really shocking to see, I know from when we played, seeing Tucker up there in the top 10, especially that high, but they've got a heck of a football team. Uh, number two, we got William Central. 
And at number one is Williamstown. And looking back at this now, Nick, at the single way, kind of hop off topic real quick. We got one, two, three, four teams in a, our top 10 that Moorfield will be playing this season. So they got a they got a pretty tough schedule coming this year, especially with two out of conference, not a conference, but out of class games with Kaiser and Strasburg out of Virginia. So they got, that's six. In really, Frankfurt. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, in Frankfurt. So seven of their 10 games are going to be some pretty tough games, but. Yeah, so there's uh my top ten in each class. So my uh I guess we'll go ahead and just throw our super six super six in there after you read them, Nick. So my super six, I had it on another piece of paper. I kind of forget what I wrote down. But I had uh for single way in super six was uh Williamstown and uh Tucker. I'm throwing Tucker out there, hopefully to see a local team make it that far. Uh uh single way or double A is uh, Frankfurt and Fairmont Senior. And AAA is going to be a little mix-up. I had number eight, well, preseason number eight, Cabell Midland uh, facing off against Martinsburg in the Super 6. So, Okay. That's my uh, my top ten for the preseason for each class and my Super 6. So, Nick, we can go ahead and dive into yours. All right. For uh, AAA, I'm going to change mine up a little bit. Um mainly at the top portion. So at 10, I have Spring Valley. At nine, I'm going to go with Parkersburg South. They lost a lot and their quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the state. Eight, I'm going to go with Jefferson. I think you could either switch out Jefferson and Hedgesville at eight. Um, seven, I'm going to go Cabin Midland. Six, I'm going to go Morgantown. So I'm going to switch. On my original rankings, I had... Uh, Morgantown at five. I'm going to say Morgantown's going to be six. I'm going to say Hurricane is fifth. G-Dub will be fourth. Third, I have Bridgeport. And second, I have Huntington now. And at number one, I I put Martinsburg at number one in AAA. I did have Huntington at number one. Uh, I saw some video of Martinsburg this last weekend and it kind of made me a believer. So I think coach Walker definitely has some things up his sleeve this year. And I think he's going to get it back on top Uh, for double a, I have nitro at 10. Uh, I have Bluefoot at nine. Uh, The only reason why I have Bluefoot at nine is because they lost a running back. He's probably one of the best running backs in the state. They're still going to be very good. They're still going to be a very solid football team. They'll definitely be in the top five by the end of the year. I just don't know how they're going to be without their running back. Uh, I have Whitfield at eight. They lost pretty much their whole offensive line, offense and defensive line. So they're going to go through a little bit of struggles, but still their backfield's good. And they got to transfer from a uh, 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 quarterback outside the state. So they'll be, they'll be solid again. Uh, seven, I have North Marion. Six, I have Roan. Uh, five, I have Herbert Hoover. Four, I have Fairmont Senior. Third, Scott. Uh, number two, I have Independence, and number one, Frankfurt. Frankfurt has their whole offensive line returning, and Tyreek Powell, who I think might be, very well could be, in the Kennedy watch by the end of the year. So he he could be a sleeper pick for Kennedy Award winner. Um, single way, we're going to go 10, South Harrison, 9, East Hardy, 8, Petersburg, 
I'm hearing that if Petersburg maybe gets somebody to actually step up and be a leader, they might be able to be a little bit better of a football team. So you, Petersburg might be a sleeper in single way. Uh, seven, James Monroe. Six, Doddridge. Five, Greenbrier West. Four, Tucker. Uh, top three, Wahama at third, Wheeling Central at two, and Williamstown is going to dominate again at number one. <laughs> so that's my that's my top. And then at, for Super Six, I'm going to throw out some wild ones. I'm going to say Triple A. We'll go. We'll go Martinsburg and. Ugh. Martinsburg and George Washington. Uh, double A. I'm going to say Fairmont Senior and Herbert Hoover. And single A, we're going to go Williamstown and. Well, I know you want Will- to say it. I want. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Wheeling Central. Wheeling Central. We'll just do one and two. We'll go boring for single way. You can never go safe with Wayne Central. So yeah, they're young too. I heard they're really young. So we'll we'll see what they got. I think that. I think single ways. I think triple ways pretty wide open at the top. I think any anybody in the top eight of mine could be in the state title game. Sure. So double way, maybe so. I think once you get down past the bottom five and double way, you're getting maybe a little bit weaker. But uh, single way, I think you're your top two, right? There. I think Wheeling Central and Williamstown are definitely powerhouses in single way. They always are, though. There also is a game tonight. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, who's plays tonight? Uh, I think Doddridge and St. Mary's plays tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did not know that. I thought just we had – I know we had those games tomorrow – I know there was any games today. Yeah, there was one game tonight. I think two, three, four. I think maybe four games tomorrow now from what I've seen. And then um, the rest are on Friday. And then Martinsburg plays on Saturday on ESPN. Yeah, they're playing – is it Kentucky or uh, – Canada. They're playing a Canada team? Yeah, it, on uh, the Ironton Classic, I think is what it is. Oh, wow. I thought it was a Kentucky team. Hmm. Wow. No. Well, y'all have nothing to do Saturday, so I'll be watching that. Yep. Um. So now that we're talking about these games coming up, we can go ahead and introduce something that we're going to be doing this season, which is our high school pick'em games. We have now chosen our ten games that we will be uh, using as this the first week um, with our pick'ems. So we'll just go ahead. Uh, I got the list already here, Nick. RCB uh, is traveling to Kaiser. Um. Uh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Kaiser on this one. I think Kaiser's gonna. This is gonna be a need to win game for Kaiser for them to break 500. Um, I think Kaiser wins. I think RCB is down this year. They got a new head coach, but you never know. RCB is always decent, so we never know what you got until you see him on Friday night. So I'm just gonna go Kaiser right now. Go safe pick. Okay, I'm going. I'm with you on there on Kaiser. I already got mine pre pre picked here, so we'll see how how similar I do, how good I do here. Um, second game, we have uh, the Berkeley Springs. Berkeley Springs traveling to Petersburg. Yes, 
I'm going to go Petersburg in a high-scoring affair. Oh. Those are the best kind of games. I'm, I'm going Peters. I went Petersburg as well. Then I think we can – I love my, my hometown more than anything, but I think we both will take Frankfurt over Moorfield. Frankfurt by 42-plus, Fred. I don't do that to me now. Yeah, it's going to be a don't do that spread. to me now. Plus, I'm just being honest. I'm, yeah. Moorfield could be very good. I know you said they're scrappy. So yeah, they're, you never know. But I've been told they're scrappy. The two scrimmages we had, they look very good. But then again, the composition in the scrimmages weren't up to par. It was up to par for, for Moorfield, but I don't think they really got tested yet. And not getting tested in scrimmages and opening week getting tested by the double-A top dog. We're going to, we're going to see what, what we got. Um, Fourth game, we have Spring Mill is traveling to Jefferson. So these, these here are the games where I don't know a whole lot, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So Spring Mill going to Jefferson. So I want to pick an upset here, really bad. I want to pick an upset and say Spring Mills, but I'm not. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> All right. Well, in my pre picks, I did apparently pick an upset, so I went Spring Mill. So we have our first. Someone's losing that one. So I went Spring Mill. You're going Jefferson. Next game is Hedgesville at – is that William Park? Yes, that should be another interesting game as well. I went um, I went William Park on this one. Yeah, so I don't think you can go wrong either way here. So I'm going to say, since I'm big on Hedgesville, I'm going to say Hedgesville. Hedgesville could be a sneaky team. Hedgesville could be sneaky. They're pretty athletic. They got a lot, they got three or four transfers in, so they could be they could be pretty they could be pretty interesting. I know it's been it's been uh, a few years since then, and a whole 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 new group of kids have came in. But we, my whole high school career, we always scrimmage Hedgesville every single year, and it was never a blowout for either side. Like it was, it was like tough grit, scrappy fights breaking out every time we, we scrim in Hedgesville. So I'm, I'm assuming that they, they keep, they kept that same demeanor to them. So you can definitely see that. Uh, next game is spring Valley at Huntington. Uh, I'm going to say Huntington by 20 plus. <laughs> I went Huntington as well. And next we got one here that I was kind of tore on because I really just don't know what to expect out of them yet. But we have East Hardy is traveling to Wahama. Uh, this is the game I'll be at on Friday. Uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully Luke French can make it as well. Shout out to Luke French. Um, <laughs> he said he might travel after work. So I'm going to say Wahama. Uh, should be a pretty good game. But I think East Hardy's got a lot of sophomores from what I've heard. Uh, if they get in a close game, you don't know how they're going to react. So I'm going to go Wahama with the experience. They have a really good quarterback as well, so I'm going to stay Wahama. All right. Well, like I said, I don't know what to expect, and I couldn't tell you. Again, I got to get more educated, which now that we're doing this podcast, I definitely will be. I couldn't even tell you what kind of offense Wahama runs. But I know what Yusardi runs, and I know from experience you can't ever count them out. So I went with East Hardy to catch, to catch the dub at Wahama. Ooh. And the last game of our regular games, we have uh, East Fairmont traveling, like, what, five miles to play North Marion? 
Yeah. So, yeah. Here we got there. Here we got there. This is another nail-biting game. I mean, it could go either way. So East Fairmont's a team that could be in the top 10 that I just kept them out of my top 10, top 10 I think. So North Marion, I'm going to say North Marion by literally not even a touchdown. Not even touchdowns. You went North Marion. Yep. Another another matchup that I'm not too familiar with, and the only reason I am going with my pick is I'm going with East Fairmont, only because with my new job, a guy I work with, he's a teacher at the facility, and he is from around East Fairmont, Fairmont Senior, and I'm going with East Fairmont for him. Shout out Mr. Dillon if you ever watch this. So I'm going with East Fairmont. You're picking North Marion. And now we are down to our last two uh, primetime games, games of the week. Yep. Um, first one is uh, Herbert Hoover at Scott. Yeah, so I know I have Ho- Herbert Hoover ranked below Scott. But. We know that don't matter in West Virginia. Y- yeah, no, I'm, so I'm going to say Herbert Hoover. I'm going to say Herbert Hoover. So they lost to Scott last year. Scott kind of came in to Herbert Hoover and upset them at Herbert Hoover last year. So I'm going to say Herbert Hoover gets their revenge and goes to Scott and beats them by two touchdowns. Goes to Scott, wins by two touchdowns. All right. Well, um, again, another one. Um, I went with Scott. So we have another matchup there head-to-head. And then our last game of the week, which I'll probably say is probably our – big primetime game would be yes. GW going to Cabell Midland. Yeah, the other game I'll be at on Thursday, well, tomorrow night, and I'm so excited to go to it. I went to it last year at G-Dub. It took me 45 minutes to get through the gate because the parking sucks up there, and they only had one person working the booth. So oh, <laughs> I'm glad nice. it's a Cabell. Yeah, I'm glad it's a Cabell Midland this year where they have like three, four gates <laughs> so, um, and a lot more parking. So – Last year was a four-point game, and Cabo Midland fumbled in the four-yard line with less than 10 seconds to go. G-Dub came out, hit him in the mouth. I think that G-Dub will lose their first game against Cabo I'm going to take Cabo Midland, but just barely. <laughs> I think they get the revenge at home, but I think G-Dub, after this game, will get back on track. As well, went with uh, Cabell Midland. Um, so we got um, our pick'em games locked in, and we have a how many do we have? We have one, two, three, four. We have five. So we split five and five. We're going to have five matchups against each other here. The rest of them we are we pick the same. And that's good. I mean, it's the first week, and we're getting very good matchups. Week one, that's 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 awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, throw in one more, one more uh, pick them in. We'll do a, an over under. Uh, Martinsburg versus that Canada team. What's the over under set at? Oh, uh, Martinsburg by thirty five. Martinsburg by thirty five. I want to slam the over. Put all my money on it. <laughs> yeah. over. Uh, be very excited to watch that especially on ESPN. So any listeners out there, if you're not doing anything Saturday, I'm assuming they want to play during the day. I, I think it's the day game. Cause I think it's like, it's called like the Ironton classic and there's like 16 yeah. playing. So they got to be throughout. Someone's got to be throughout the day. So, yeah. And I figured uh, Saturday ESPN, they're not going to have their late night specials for high school football. So yeah. 
So it'll be during the day. So if you guys aren't doing anything Saturday, definitely uh, tune in. We can watch uh, Dave Walker's first game back at Martinsburg. Um, other than that, is there anything else that we need to cover? Uh, I know another thing I, I, I meant, meant, forgot to mention at the beginning in the intro. Um, we will be releasing an episode every single week for the remainder of the hospital football season. We are attempting to have them released on Thursdays. Uh, that way they're out before game days on Friday. That way our listeners can listen to them on Thursday nights or Friday mornings throughout the day. And we'll have our pickums in before uh, the games. And if anyone wants to play along, um, the episodes will be released on Apple Podcast. We're still working on getting them uploaded to uh, Spotify. And we will be releasing the links on our Facebook page, probably our Twitter page. We didn't get a tw- Do we have a Twitter account? We don't, but we I've just been doing it off mine, but I can make a Twitter. Yeah, that we can us. we'll get a Twitter account that'll be posting that. And uh if you guys are listening and you found this link on uh from Facebook, feel free to comment any suggestions, um, your own opinions, uh who your super sixes are. If you want to play along with the pickums, you're more than welcome to uh tap into that. We will be also having some like special guests throughout the season. A lot of our buddies want to come on. We can, uh, they'll be in for the pick'em weeks. Uh, I know, uh, old coach of mine, uh, Eric Linville, he would love to uh, hop on. Um, and some other guys that we possibly re- reach out to and have some special guests throughout the season. But we are more than more than excited. Football is finally here. It's been a long time waiting, uh, and it's great to be back on the podcast with you guys as well. So, uh, uh, one other thing too, make sure you go on Discord and follow oh, us on Discord. We have a discussion on Discord. Nobody's really commenting except for me, so please get on there and feel free to say whatever you want to say. Yeah, we're doing that. We'll also be broadcasting that more too. So uh, we'll actually, whenever we get the, this episode uploaded, we will have the link to the Discord as well and with that post, Nick. So we'll definitely get yeah. that out. Um, but other than that, anything else, Nick, or... I think that's it for me. I appreciate everybody's time. Yeah, we're ready to get into football. Yep. We'll really see excited. you guys. See you guys next week.